Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory. And 164-point inspection, by the way, on that pre-owned inventory. From sales to service, they have it all for you. Well, it must have lost Steve there with our uh, connection, so we'll try to get that fixed up there from the Sunbury Motor Studio. A lot to get to today. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, going to join us at 3.35 today to give his take on where the Eagles might go tonight. And then we'll have Bill Bender, Sporting News, at 4.06. Get his latest there. And Jerry Dulac check, check. at 4.35. There we, there we, there we are. Go. We're back. Just laying out the, the show today. The uh, so I get this adorable picture of little Luke Catrillo, who's incapable, by the way, of taking a bad picture. And Steve is right about that. There's not one picture of him that I haven't really liked. But, yeah, we were already in our draft gear this morning before I headed off to for my day here at the station. He has his Eagles onesie on. And, of course, I have my Brian Westbrook jersey on. I have given up on getting current jerseys. I've gotten rid of my Wentz jerseys. We're just trying to start fresh, but I'm not getting any more right now until this thing sort of settles here with the Eagles. So we're going old school for right now. So, yeah, we were in our draft gear as we were last year. This is his second draft. So we're ready to go. We re- we've been reading our football book, how to play football, pretty much almost every day since he's been born. So he's getting the, the swing of things here. 
and he's I don't know if he'll make the Eagles pick tonight unless he unless the Eagles trade up but we'll see <laughs> he's trying as Steve tries to rejoin us here yeah, there we go there we go right. we'll see see how long this hangs together here All right but I, I'm gonna send you some Raven stuff <laughs> nah. I mean, I'm no fan of the Ra- I'm no fan of the Ravens, but I, you know, I've got to do something to save this young soul. Uh, he, he's headed for a life of total, complete frustration. <laughs> now nah, you won't well, need to Eagles worry about that. It's ex- either he's going to get he's, either, he's probably just going to get Pittsburgh stuff from my wife's family. He, well, obviously they've got six Super Bowls. I mean, they're around all the time. It's like, I mean, when your second best coach ever is Buck Shaw, you've got a problem. <laughs> I have concerns. We're going to have Bill Bender's sporting news on today. He's going to join us at four oh six. Merrill Reese is today, as Matt mentioned, Jerry Dulac's going to join us today, which is great. Tomorrow, Dick Girardi on the Kentucky Derby, uh, which is critical to have him on the show uh, because uh, for the suit, let's be honest about it, this is the pension plan. All right, so it's uh, <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Falda. I think that's his, you know, so What's your, What's your plan? Well, I'm, I'm going to win a lot of money at the track, and I'm going to buy a. <laughs> I'm going to buy a summer home. <laughs> uh, don't you think that's a little risky? We all better get invited if he does get it. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Know. I mean, unless we're offered alternating weeks that we can just go and use it. <laughs> I mean, even the chief would want want it, want it done that way. <laughs> All right. So there you go. DJ Gordon, by the way, is in the transfer portal for Penn State basketball. I'm not surprised at all. Kind of expected it early on. Uh, which is fine. Uh, DJ is long, athletic, has potential, but has to learn how to play the game. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys that tries to get by on his athleticism, but doesn't really know yet how to play basketball. Now, when that happens, I think he'll be a good player, but there is a curve for him. You know, and the fans would never know. I mean, you know, you can spout off about it. He's a four-star. He's this. You, know, you can spout off all sorts of stuff. I mean, none of you ever seen him. <laughs> okay. You saw him play five games. <laughs> Plus a, high, a couple highlight tapes. I'm basing my evaluation off the 90 practices I watched. Um, so you'll get you'll get offers because he's got, you know, he has potential because he's long, athletic. He can run the floor. I think his shot's a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. He's not, you know, but he's got to learn how to play the game. That's a big. That's a big element, uh, yeah. and they did get a junior college player. 
which I can't talk about yet until he actually does sign on the dotted line. Now, I can talk about the two transfers. I can talk about Pickett now, and I can talk about Cornwall. They both are officially in. And they've really helped themselves in that regard. So that's good. The draft is tonight. The easy pick is Trevor Lawrence at the top. Probably Zach Wilson next. And then let the excitement begin. Let the excitement begin. Let's see how this plays out for the next few hours. Because I think it's it could be wild for a period of time tonight. And the Eagles will move up to six. They'll pick a quarterback. It'll be Kellen Mond to Texas A&M. Stop it. <laughs> and then, then I'm going to have to sit there and I'm going to have to ask myself, how many of these texts am I going to delete before I even read them? <laughs> <laughs> these are... I'm telling you, this is their goal. Kellen Mond is going to be an Eagle. You know, I'm bl- my, the blame is going straight to you if anything bad happens tonight. Straight to me? Why would it go straight to me? I'm not making the pick. I'm not making the pick. Can't sit there and blame me. I mean, you're the one that dressed up the little lad in Eagles garb today, and you know that little guy's a little self-esteem problem. I will say this. I went to bed fearing that the Eagles would pick Quiddy Payne too early. He, However, he's a good player. I, yeah, but he's not. To me, he's not top fifteen good. Uh, I don't know. I I I I'm, I really like Quiddy Pay. However, based However. on several reportings I woke up to this morning, I think it is definitely either going to be a receiver or a cornerback, which makes me smile. Because there's a lot Jason, of buzz yeah. that they're trying to get dr- jump ahead of the Cowboys and the Giants, probably for Patrick Sertan. Mm. Or it oh, sounds like they'll be in good spot to get Devontae Smith. Or Jalen Waddle. Right. So my prediction is I think I'll be a happy man for at least to, through tomorrow. <laughs> they're going to take Kellen Mond. Texas A&M. <laughs> they take Quiddy Pay. They're getting a good football player. Yeah, I'm not saying he's. I'm not. I'm not saying he's uh, a bad player. I just think that there's better talent available for him at the moment. At the moment, it's a little easier for me to evaluate Big Ten players because obviously it's not just seeing them in person and watching them play but also the amount of video I watch before they play a game. Quiddy Pay can play. Despite the hate from certain corners. (laughs) The Eagles are going to have to, they need all their picks, and I think they need two-thirds of them to hit tonight. They've got to be able to get themselves back on track. They have a lot of holes. They have a lot of holes. And that is a big issue. And not only that, you know, not only a lot of holes, but it was a team that was aging last year. 
you could see the aging starting to kick in the middle of 2019. Oh, yeah, it's been there for a while. I mean, and that's what the odd part is that Carson Wentz, in 2019, he played really well. He kept them in a lot of games. It's no coincidence that when he got hurt against Seattle on the Jadavian Clowney play, their chances of winning the game ended at that point. Ended at that point. And that is... Uh, and look, was he good? Uh, last year, Carson went, no, he was not. But to be honest with you, I mean, this is what I'll talk to Merrill about. It's a four-game sample size, but I'm not so sure how good Jalen Hurts was. I mean, they were one and three with him as a starter. Now, it's more than just being the starter and, and determining who wins what, where, why. Um, but still... There's a part of me that wants to see the Eagles make a great pick that you love. There's also a part of me that, for just pure entertainment purposes, wants to do something crazy that sends you close to the edge. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. And we'll call that janitor in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Finished that rookie year with a 270. Oh, man. Oh, man. It hit him right in the face. It deflected into his face. Mm. Right in the face directly. Wow. There's some jawing going from the uh, Phillies dugout. Oh, and he hits DD glorious now, and DD goes down. Nice.
97 to Bryce Harper. Uh, this is what's going to suck. They're going to they're going to warn both teams now, probably. That's oh, the big leagues. If you if your command's that dang bad, get out. Or go somewhere else. You see Andrew saying something to him. I don't blame him. That was 95. Two to pitches, one in the face, one in the back. Yeah, now warn both teams so we can't hit anyone. There's the warning. Yes, of course. And Joe is not happy about that. So yeah, he's out of the game. Are. Of course, that would happen. He's right, too. Joe threw him out first, and then James Hoy. Uh, let him voice his opinion. He has every right to. Don't walk him back to the dugout. And then Joe yelling at Genesis Cabrera. Mike Schilt yelling too. Well, your hot-headed manager gets thrown out again. No, I'm just kidding. He's right. First of all, it is the... Um, he does... Uh, Mike Schilt, and you know I know Mike, because Mike coached here for a while. I think it's it's the responsibility of Mike on the second one to walk out himself and take him out of the game. That's how you defuse it. And you don't sit there and you don't... Um, you don't sit there and... And then you start warning both benches, and Joe Girardi's right. Like, what are you warning us for? We didn't do anything except get hit. Don't warn us. We're, again, baseball begins backwards with stuff like this, but Mike Schultz should have done the right thing, and Schulte should have gone out, and Schulte should have taken him out. Simple as that. Aaron Rodgers is so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers that he has told some within the organization he does not want to return to the team in 2021. The Packers are aware of his feelings, concerned about them, and have had team president Mark Murphy, general manager Brian Goodigans, and head coach Matt LaFleur each fly out on separate trips to meet with Rodgers at various points. Rodgers has not budged this offseason, but neither of the Packers who have made it known that they are not interested in trading Aaron Rodgers. The Packers quickly dismissed the Rams' overtures earlier when they offered Jared Goff. Rodgers is unhappy for a variety of reasons, with some of it dating back to last year's draft when they took a quarterback in the first round, who, by the way, has no shot at playing in the league. That, that baffled me. I mean, he has no shot. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. 
The best in new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. From sales to service, they take care of you. That's why they have so many repeat customers. It is Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. It is always fun to have the best in the business join you. And in this case, that is Merrill Reese, the legendary play-by-play voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. Merrill, welcome back. What a pleasure to have you. Thank you. It's always good to be on with the legendary voice of the Nittany Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Merrill. I appreciate that. Oh, so I have to ask you now, it was... It's a relatively small sample size, but you got a long look at Jalen Hurts. When you looked at him, does he have – is it too small a sample size, but is it enough to tell you whether he's got it to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? I firmly believe he has it to become a starting quarterback in the NFL. If um, he were in this draft, I wouldn't be surprised if he would be the second quarterback taken. That's how good I think he is. I watched him. Uh, my eyes really opened up when I watched him last summer when we were allowed in the training camp. And I saw the uh, the way he delivers, the way he picks up everything, the way the players seem to gravitate towards him. He uh, he moves fluidly. He's got a big arm. He, he I've heard people question his arm strength. Believe me, he has a gun. <laughs> he, can, he can throw every pass you have to throw. And uh, I, I think what he needs is some good people around him. He needs protection, and he he just needs a little bit of time and coaching. But I think I really do, Steve, believe that Jalen Hurts is their quarterback of the future. I think he can be uh, another Dak Prescott, if not better. Well, it's interesting, and that's why I started with that. And the reason I started with that is you're talking – now, I know Wentz's numbers are still on for this year, but then after that it falls off the books. That means the Eagles will have a starting quarterback making a second-round draft pick salary, right, which mm-hmm. works to their benefit. Uh, so does this now, because they have that kind of confidence, that it, does it open up a lot of doors as to the number of players they can bring in to start filling gaps? Yeah, I think it does. I I think that's a very good point. I think it does. And I think it's a very important thing that they they bolster that receiving core and give him give him targets who could they can separate, uh make certain that the offensive line is solid. Don't forget, uh look, Carson Wentz had a bad season last year and he uh, he did a lot of things wrong on his own. I mean, they say he had 50 sacks and that probably 25 of them at least where the fault of Carson went simply holding the ball too long. But that being said, in 16 games, they also had 15 different offensive line combinations. You can't do that and expect any quarterback to succeed. And that's what I've told people. I said, name the Hall of Fame offensive lineman that's played in front of Tom Brady. There aren't any. But they've all been really good. Well, yeah. the Eagles have a really good offensive line when everybody's there. But when, yeah, on the when, when everybody's there and you line up with Lane Johnson at right tackle and you land up, end up with Brandon Brooks at right guard, who might be their best offensive lineman, uh, you line up with the Mummer, <laughs> Jason Kelsey at center, Siamalo yeah. at left guard, and Jordan Mailata, who is just getting better and better over at left tackle. I, I think that's a very good offensive line. But the question is, you have Lane Johnson coming in off of ankle surgery. Now, supposedly they, they got it right this time, and he's he's going to heal and be fine. 
You have uh, Brandon Brooks coming off of another serious injury, but he says he's ready to go or will be. Um, Kelsey just goes on and on. I mean, I could probably name 12 injuries, but he plays with them anyhow. Uh, Ciamalo seems to be durable. And Mylotta has had some back spasms in the past, but last year it didn't seem to affect him. So let's you mentioned wide receiver. Draft capital was spent last year in the first round on Jalen Rager. Limited sample size again, but do you see him as a long-term NFL receiver? If we could look into a crystal ball and uh, tell me about the injury picture, I would give you a better idea. From a yeah. talent standpoint, I think the answer is yes. But as Buddy Ryan used to say, durability is as important as ability. And last year he missed quite a few games. He got hurt in training camp, broke some ribs, but was back by the start of the season and then was injured again and missed five games. So if if but I think you know, I, I, I agree. I mean everybody knows that they would have been wise to draft Justin Jefferson ahead of Jalen Rager. We know that. That's a given. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean Jalen Rager isn't a talented football player. In fact, I think he is. I think he's a very talented football player. And I think that a healthy Jalen Rager on one side and a, a newly acquired wide receiver from Alabama on the other side would uh, give the Eagles a tremendous threat. And, of course, I like Greg Ward in the slot. He's always open. He always catches the ball. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple of other young players they picked up last year whose futures have yet to be entrenched, and that's John Hightower and Quez Watkins. So we'll see what that does. But I, I think with the with one more one more burner on the other side of Rager, I think you you could turn uh, what was a so so situation into a real strength. So for you, what are some? Give me three priorities over the next three days that in watching the team you'd like to see the Eagles address. Three priorities. Well, when you talk about priorities for this team, I think you can start. And we're just talking about priorities. Uh, I say cornerback is the number one priority. That doesn't mean you have to take a corner in the first round. But that is that is a priority. Defensive line is a second priority because you need, you, you need help there. I mean, Brandon Graham is... Uh, moving into the twilight of his career. Fletcher Cox is either at the outside of his prime or just past his prime. He didn't have a wonderful year. I think you always, always need depth on the offensive line. This team never seems to address linebacker, but they have to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, wide receiver, as I said, is always out there. If you look at it on paper, it doesn't fit as in as one of those priorities. But it's an area that could be bolstered and change the entire offense. And they have one other priority. And and I wouldn't be surprised to see them use a sixth-round or seventh-round draft choice on this. And that is putter. Remember, mm-hmm. they lost one of the best putters in football, Cam Johnston. And yep. uh, they've got to replace him. Uh, they, have, they have someone on the roster right now named Aaron Sippos. And, and you're guess about what he's all about is as good as mine. I've never seen him punt a ball. Yeah. So yeah, I know neither, he's a free agent on the, with the Lions for a bit. That's about all, but he's uh, he's he's basically an unknown. And as a, a special teams coach by the name of Bobby April told me a lot of years ago, yeah. he said the player who has the greatest effect on a defense is the punter. 
because with one swing of his leg, he can tra- he can he can change field position by sixty yards. And Bobby April's one of the legendary special teams coaches. Yeah, yeah. out there. I mean, legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of read? Like he hasn't coached a single game yet, but just personality-wise and so forth, what kind of read do you have on Nick Sirianni? Well, personality-wise, he's terrific. Um, I, I thought when he was introduced in his initial press conference, that was kind of shaky. Uh, you know, he was wide-eyed and uh, it did not seem at ease. But I had an opportunity to do a one-on-one Zoom conference with him, and um, the Eagles set it up. And I took a, a notepad, and I wrote five or six different areas that I wanted to get into, some of the things you talked about, um, about the offensive line, about the passing game that they're going to use, things of that nature. I, I never got to any of them because he came on the Zoom and said, Hey, Merle, how's it going? And an hour and ten minutes later, we were still telling stories <laughs> and talking about people that we knew in common, about Bruce Arians, about everything else. And I was I was really impressed with his warmth, his communication skills, his love for the game, and just his overall bearing. He he just loves football, has come from a football family, and is thankful and grateful and excited about this opportunity. So I like him. But, of course, we know uh, that to judge a coach, uh, you, you can't do it on personality and right. on one-on-one conversations. You have to see how he reacts when it's when it's fourth and one and the ball is at the your own 40-yard line and the game is on the line you have to see you know what he you know how the players respond to him i i have a feel a feeling the players are going to respond just fine to him i mean i've been you know doug peterson players love doug peterson and yet mm-hmm. he had a real feeling of authority and on the other hand we we went through the chip kelly era where i mean he he communicated with basically nobody he was the poorest communicator I've ever been around as far as a coach is concerned. And even though he got off to a great start with a unique system, ultimately that cost him. Uh, nobody cared. I had assistant coaches coming up to me and saying, did I do anything wrong? I said, no, why? They'd say, well, Chip isn't talking to me. So I, I think that I think from, from that standpoint, I think he's going to be just fine. I think Nick will be just fine in that area. But we have to wait and see to judge a coach. Aren't those the fun conversations, though, Merrill, where you have some questions you want to ask, and then it goes off script and you end up learning oh. more about the oh. person anyway? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, he's, I, I, I think he's a terrific guy. And I think he's got a bright young staff, uh, Jonathan Gannon, uh, defensive coordinator. He's been around as a defensive coach, anxious to see him. They held on to... I think the best coach on the staff. Uh, they they held on to Jeff Stoutland, who yeah. was a great. Uh, I mean, Alabama would take him back in a second. No and, doubt. And that's the that's the one good thing Chip did. He brought him in here with him. Uh, he did a few good things. He drafted Lane Johnson. He drafted uh, he he drafted Zach Ertz. But uh, overall, it, it ended disastrously. But I think uh, when when you bring in a Jeff Stoutland, uh, you you have a chance to have a real good offensive line because he's a fabulous teacher and the players really respond to him. Uh, this is about the league in general. Obviously, last year they did expand the playoffs. 
Uh, and, of course, now they're expanding the season, as expected. I mean, it was there they could go to a 17th game, and you knew they would the first opportunity they had. How do you feel about that? Uh, personally, I love it. Uh, from a personal standpoint, wouldn't all of us like to do one less preseason game and one you more game that, that right. counts? Yep. And, and, and wouldn't the fans feel that way? As a player, I would ne- never have permitted it. I would have voted... I would have voted vigorously and campaigned vigorously against it when it came up with the Players Association having to agree to a contract, because I honestly believe that in this in this game, Steve, uh, they take such a pounding, such yep. a pounding, and they don't in the preseason because the starters hardly play. And I, I thought 16 was quite enough. I mean, when I started, it was 14. Now it's 16, and we know it's not going to stop at 17. It's going to go to 18, and all I think of is how much battering can a body take. And I absolutely agree with that answer because I remember years ago they they proposed the possibility of 18, and it got shot down by the players right away. And I completely understand why because, look, you get to week 12, it's like being in one car wreck after another for these guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I remember doing a show one time with John Madden, and he honestly, and he really ardently believed that they shouldn't go to overtime, that that's when more injuries happen because yeah. they're, they're tired. They're going beyond the four quarters. He thought there should be ties. Just end it right then and there. Four quarters of football is enough. And uh, But, look, we, we live in a world where money talks, and for yeah. extra money – Players are willing to take the extra punishment, and uh, you know I, a lot of them will end up regretting it when they're 50 years old and having trouble getting out of the chair. Absolutely agree. Remember the part I said earlier about you know playing questions versus having just a great conversation. That's what we ended up having. No surprise. <laughs> it's always fun to be on with you. Same here, Merrill. Thank you so much. And appreciate oh, can I, can the valuable I ask you a question. Time. Please ask all you want. Okay. I, 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 my, my feeling is that the Eagles will take, if, if, if depending who slips through, either right. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertain, or J.C. Uh, Horn. Okay. The two corners of the two wide receivers, right. whichever slips through. Uh, but if. They stay at number 12. And if Micah Parsons is there, mm-hmm. should they take him? Yes, because you're talking about you, – you talked about linebacker being an issue. So he obviously can play linebacker and edge rusher. So he brings to the table incredible quickness, as you saw by the 4-3-9 he ran in his 40 on pro day. He brings great strength. But here's what else he brings to the table. When you're a guy that, as you you and I both know, Merrill, that guys go from safety to outside linebacker, they go from outside linebacker maybe to a defensive end as they transition in their careers. Rarely did they go back from the line of scrimmage. And that's what Micah Parsons did from high school to college, which meant he had to learn how to play in space. You have to have work ethic and intelligence to do what he did in two years. And that's what he's going to bring to the table. He is very, very smart. He works very, very hard. He already has his degree, by the way, here at Penn State. Oh, does he? He does. Yes, he already has his degree. He is a very smart individual and a walk-on player. This is a walk-on player. I was standing Mm -hmm. on the sideline at practice one day, 
And he looked at me, and Micah came by. He was on kickoff return. He came by, slapped my hand. He goes, hey, Mr. Jones, how you doing? Good. He kept on going. The walk-on player looks at me, and he says, you know, when he came here, we'd heard so many things about him. I didn't know what to expect. My goodness, what a terrific guy he is. What a great teammate. He says, mm-hmm. he says when you get to know him, you love him. So, yeah, I, so I would take him. I, I will keep that in mind, Steve. I will keep that in mind. Well, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. <laughs> but it's, but it, it's always fun to get together. And anytime you you want to take a few minutes and, and, and have me squawk about something or other, I'm always happy to pick up the phone and do it. Thanks so much, Merrill. It is a true pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. Boom. And we do not throw the word legendary around lately. He is just that. You know what's really cool about him? How down to earth he is. Absolutely. He's just absolutely down to earth. You know, I remember, I think it was a year ago, he called me about something. And he says, I, I really apologize to bother you. I said, Merrill, for God's sakes, bother me. <laughs> Don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Call any time. You got my number. Oh my goodness! Uh, and you know, and when I was talking to him, the suit called, and I was like, <laughs> I, "I said, really? Oh, I said, no. take take all the time you need." All right, back with more in a moment. <laughs> Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. We've already had one proposal come in for a Maddie Ice Cam. <laughs> We're from the confines of your man cave, which was designed, by the way, because Lisa needs to keep the kids away from you <laughs> during critical moments. We want to see when the Eagles do pick Kellamond <laughs> how you react. Ah. Uh. The one thing I just can't do this year is is repeat what I did last year, and that was scare Luke when he was, I think he was four months old at, at the time when the Cowboys traded up and got uh, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> My goodness, man. It's a, This is a child we're talking about. <laughs> at least he's more mature now. He understands where... It's not his maturity I'm worried about. <laughs> His maturity is fine. I'm worried about yours. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, really? <laughs> Looks more mature now. No, 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 no. You don't get it. <laughs> okay. It's you're the one we're worried about. Oh, my goodness. Looks more of a tour down. No, no, he's fine. <laughs> my goodness, we're going to have to go out and get the little lad noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lisa would back you up on that. I mean, I'm over here trying to save the household from afar. <laughs> Uncle Steve, 
Why is Daddy so emotional? 